Hello, everybody. This is the Con Artist here to talk about the show that we followed for our uh, 2018 summer rolling review, Planet With. Uh, this was a show that I got turned on to by a friend of mine who had, uh, was a fan of the author's previous work in uh, manga space, which was Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer, uh, and presumably also some other stuff. What a title. And What a title indeed. Uh, so we all, I watched the first episode of that and pitched it to uh, everybody else and of the first episodes that we had watched by the time we needed to decide what to do a revolving review on uh, this was a top contender so here we are the um so the show revolves around this kid soya who's uh this high schoolish student and the uh, the sort of the, the start of the, the the plot is that he wakes up two weeks before you know camera starts rolling and he's in the care of this young woman who dresses like a gothic Lolita maid with a little crown and a large, like, anthropomorphic cat. Uh, More of like a and, sock puppet cat than, like, a dude who has cat, cat features. So it's like a huge, bulbous head. <laughs> like, the, the uh, he actually, it, they later reveal that he is part of a race called, like, the Kirigumians, which is just a... Uh, the Japanese word for mascot character, like you just suit up as a dude and you like you, uh, you have at events or whatever. And if nothing else, they are consistent because when we see the other uh, the other characters of his race, they are absolutely all like mascot animal. It's characters. pretty much all mascots, yeah. But they're all different animals, which just makes it weird. Yeah. And a snowman, and a snowman, <laughs> and that snowman. There was that a snowman, snowman, guys. What was up with that snowman? What was his deal? <laughs> So the plot actually kicks off later in the first episode when some like alien object appears over the ocean, and then from the edge of Japan, these seven people in this guy's town, like, uh, go to the edge of like, use psychic powers to call upon these flying, like, mech power suit things, and then, you know, fly out there and take on whatever this thing is, and one of them gets up in it and has to confront some like personal trauma that happened to him, and then they break it, and then. The gothic Lolita maid and the giant cat get Soya to fight one of them to take the source of their psychic like power, and uh, that, that's the premise, it, I guess. It so should be noted that the, the, the cat turns into a mech that the guy is piloting, sort of by swallowing, by swallowing him. him. It is very weird. Yeah, kind of a weird. But show. Um, yeah, so it starts out at least with this concept where. You know, you've got this organization that's apparently protecting Earth from aliens, but there's this other alien group that wants to steal the power of those heroes. So at first, it seems like Soya is going to be playing at best an anti-hero, if not an outright villain, sort of trying to trying to take the power that these guys are using to protect Earth. So initially, everyone's motivations are a little bit suspect and uncertain, which is a bit of a neat way to start. It's certainly a cool premise. Yeah, like having following the be... villain of the show. Like, good. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Later on, it turns out that uh, there's another one of the like Kigurumians that is orchestrating the giant uh, floating objects or whatever, and that there's a disagreement uh, in the like the alien organization as to how to handle the earth as far as the psychic powers are concerned. So like the whole Soya versus the uh, people versus the objects is this really like passive aggressive way that the cat and the, uh, his like counterpart who, are, who of course is a dog indirectly fighting each other. Right. Like 
basically, yeah, like psychics on Earth are sort of a threat. Like the universe considers them kind of a threat. Like the Earth is an aggressive race. We've only just started manifesting these powers. So yeah. it's like, uh, okay, we've a got a catalyst to it. Yeah, I think they described it at one uh, point. It's like a child with a loaded gun. Right. So one of them is like, oh, we got to we gotta seal these guys, stop their evolution, make sure they never get to psychic status. The other group is like, whoa, whoa, we could just kind of oversee them and steal away the, the catalyst and they'll be fine. We'll get them to become part of the galactic community once they mature, uh, which is kind of the two major alien factions there. Yeah, I had a rough time with the show. <laughs> it was it was definitely not not really for me. I think from the beginning I had a little bit of a concern. Just I I think the mechs are really hideous. <laughs> so I, like episode <laughs> one, the all the characters, the paladins, uh, which are the characters Brendan mentioned that like fly out and are, are fighting the thing floating in the sky. They they have this bottle they wear on their necks that has like stardust in it, and they transform and there's this like cg crystal that comes out and they transform into a animal mech that is kind of their namesake all the characters are named after animals for the most part except for inaba kind of but um they they, they fly around in these mechs and like we were saying the cat mech that's there there's a dog mech later on which doesn't look like a dog but um <laughs> i oh, i really he's easily my least favorite but uh, these these mechs are hideous. I know Dan is the actual like art major and and can counteract me here. They're they're rendered hideous. They move hideous. Every once in a while, they remember to put shading. They're like, oh, yeah. oh the cat mech now has shading when it you know drinks like the the beer that makes it super cat mech. It has shading all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did you find that button on Photoshop today? Uh, they they move like complete garbage. They're so horribly clunky. Like you know, like I'm watching uh, Clay Fighters or something. And the bigger <laughs> they get, the more ugly and stupid looking they are. Like I think at one point they're so huge, all they do is swivel at the base at the at the torso base. <laughs> they're, they're like screaming their attack names, but they're so large and the the CG can't even handle it that they just kind of like swivel at each other <laughs> with with the Giga Hammer and the whatever the dog mech has i mean just terra, terra hammer thank you at that point so it's so it was giga it was giga before terra now and i was just like oh so uh there, there's also a dragon oh, which you oh. know is its own flavor of ugly. Worse. like i was gonna say i will moly. defend the mechs to a degree like i don't the designs at least of the of the psychic armors that the human uh, the human characters can create those animal themed uh, robots those sort of some of those sort of grew on me after a while they do look silly but they're at least consistent the cat one the dog one are both like i don't like the designs but i thought the cg itself was handled all right and Ugh. i while i agree that everything looks really like stiff and whatnot oh, yeah. as they scale up in size it does actually kind of capture that scale of these enormous things moving really ponderously and slowly as like the human characters are like flitting around below them in much smaller uh but really quick to your point sometimes they shatter like glass the that cat, is yeah. the cat mech bounces its sense of physics makes no sense for something that's supposed to be metal like it is it is highly inconsistent i am i am in total agreement with that and as scott will detail 
the dragon siege the, the, dragon. the dragon who is like see the i think it's unfair because the dragon is so ugly that the mechs look okay in comparison you know that's so i think maybe. you guys are biased i'm just maybe. gonna toss it yeah, that dragon, the is, dragon is so unbelievably bad. ugly like it has this ridge over its eyes that makes it look like it has huge eyelashes and like the dragon from shrek like i just I can't take it seriously. Like it's supposed to be a pretty serious deal. Like it's the most serious care thing in the show. And every time it talks, I'm like, I just can't tear my eyes away from looking at its stupid eyelashes. Like, it's, it's I did worst. actually back it in the one episode I got, I think it was seven. And I think just its size and the way it looked in like the shadows when all the fire is burning. Cause it has this like horrible ethereal glow to it that I was like, mm. okay, I can get behind this this monstrous thing coming out and, and destroying the town and the planet and looking that that horrendous. So I, I got behind it in, in that sense, in that light, literally. But anytime it was in, like, proper lighting, holy hand grenades, it looks awful. It's fat. Like, it's real fat. <laughs> it's a fatty it's, dragon. Yeah. And you're like, man, put down the cake and, and calm down. Put down the cake and shave the eyelashes and maybe maybe you can come back out right you can look like a proper villain please look like a proper villain so yeah the the, the visuals of much of the show's climactic scenes definitely leave a lot to be desired but that's purely aesthetic yeah, yeah, that's, that's just an aesthetic complaint because don't worry there's plenty of other stuff uh like because the beginning i think we said was you know it had a really interesting concept but as the show went on like the main character ended up being you know more of a quote-unquote good guy like he's fighting to protect the earth and his friends from the dragon or like the aliens that are going to seal them or whatever and it's like oh well we kind of dropped the neat villain idea uh, and then by the actual end of the show it was like any other robot fighting show like you you lost all the cool interesting stuff and now you just used a essentially used a template to finish off your your big final showdown so neat idea disappointing execution would be the one the one sentence review on my part uh, you were saying there, Brennan? Oh, I was going to jump in on oh. the aesthetic thing. Like, just just to note that the uh, the paladin mechs are uh, references back to an ancient kind of Japanese sculpture. Oh. Neat. Yeah, I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the things that caught my eye. I was like, it's like these things look goofy, but there's something deliberate about their goofiness that I can appreciate, even if I'm not like a hundred percent on board with the aesthetic. Hmm. Yeah, just to end, I never said my opinion had any sort of uh, in not intelligence, but actual like backing research behind it. It's completely shallow well, opinion, guys. It looks like garbage. Yours is more like, like the, uh, well, right. And there's a difference between the design and the execution, like act the actual CG animation. Yeah, I just oh, think absolutely. the CG animation of it is hideous. Oh yeah, it does look like they do move very clunkily. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, so yeah, let's so really quick. I want to go back. Sorry, Scott. I, I want to go back to the uh, the. The dragon being very serious business. Let's talk about serious business and what a tonal whiplash oh, this, yeah. this show really is. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had a very big frustration, and I think it, it came out full force in in, in episode seven. Uh, the the show seems to take its idea of, of pacifism just, just so extreme, and it, it doesn't have, like... A, a great understanding of the concepts it's throwing around and how how weighty they are. You know, let's you take take something. Why why do World War II movies win Oscars all the time? Because their concept is so weighty and so heavy. And we remember at one point in time, 
a single man tried to genocide an entire race of, of people. The dragon genocides an entire race of people. I mean, it doesn't get much more serious than that, and this isn't a joke. He blows up the planet. He blows up the, the Cerusian planet that Soya comes from. He wipes out every single battle cruiser, every single soldier. They're all dead. So Soya has a breakdown at one point and is like, I am literally the only person left of my race. That's really heavy stuff. You flip that around and have like Shiraishi trying to break up their date in one episode or the those happened like back to yeah. back yeah, yeah that was so like that part. happens later on or like the cat mech just flies over and goes dragon you no 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 don't ever let me catch you doing this again no <laughs> bad dragon and and the other uh Sorry, Brennan, I forget the word you use. The dog, basically. So Sensei is a cat, and then there's a dog who is his... The, the, gener yeah. the generalissimo. The generalissimo is his, is his like term. The translation. But... To, the, to the English translator's credit, that is a pretty great way of... Uh, of translating him? That's a pretty great way of right. translating him. Right, so he yeah. goes... The, the, the dog, generalissimo, goes, we have to murder him. Like, we have to execute him. We do. And the cat's like, no, 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 no. Like, anyone can achieve love. A anyone, yeah. Naughty I'll, dragon. I'll prove it. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Yeah, I'm going to take this one singular person who got saved, and he's going to know love and experience love and, and be able to, to love and forgive, and that that's going to That'll make it all, that'll make it all good. And I was infuriated. Like, you don't, you don't get to throw around a weighty concept like genocide. Uh, omnicide? Yeah, like, you don't get to do that. And then swing it back and forth with you know sanrio characters and naughty naughty dragon like oh no and that that really bothered me on a very personal level it definitely felt like everything was there was no there was no depth to the understanding of these uh of everyone's um of everyone's philosophy so to speak like the the interesting aspect of the you know of the ceiling faction the one that wants to basically trap all of humanity within sort of everyone's individual like dreams like whatever their life could have been like in an ideal world uh we get to see that for a moment and it's actually a really powerful and interesting moment because everything is essentially frozen almost everyone on earth is now in a coma and they're dreaming, you know, they're dreaming their best life. You know, people are seeing, uh, you know, friends and loved ones that are no longer there. They're seeing, you know, themselves, they're seeing themselves in situations that they, you know, of what they always wanted to do, but never had the resources or the time or whatever it was to do with. And as far as like plans for an antagonist to keep people from being destructive and evil rather than just you know killing everyone or like or like completely mind wiping the the human race or anything like that that was an interesting way of handling it basically give everyone something so perfect for them and so beautiful for them that they wouldn't want to do anything else is pretty interesting and i really same... loved this concept actually yeah i think i think yeah. it was the most interesting concept in the show was the ceiling idea Certainly. Unfortunately, halfway through, well, no, no, it was a little more than halfway through the show. Two thirds, two thirds three of the way, two thirds of the way through the show, it's like, no, we're just gonna kind of break, break that, and then, um, uh, 
it just kind of keeps escalating to the point where now we have to fight this big bad dragon with an overdeveloped sense of justice who's going to wake up and annihilate humanity now. It's right. like, that is nowhere near as interesting. Yeah, like it, it went to the giant robot punch up and it was like, do we have to? Like, go back. It also was especially bad because the there's a there's a battle halfway through the ser- series where it's the final battle between the human paladins, or well, would have been the final battle between the human paladins and Soya, and in that one, the leader of the paladins, who is in fact like a fragment of the dragon or something, yeah, it's um, sort of poorly explained, but that's roughly it. Goes yeah, goes like super crazy, turns into a dragon himself. And the battle there is actually really interesting. There's, you know, you can argue over the visuals of it itself, but, you know, Soya's, like, trying to deflect all of his, like, attacks away from the town, and there's a point where the Generalissimo joins in, and he uses, like, this weird, like, teleportation gate thing to, like, basically throw the dragon into subspace and then re and then have him reappear, like, in the perfect position for uh, Soya to take a crack at him. It's, there's some interesting moments in that, but... After that point, all of the actual fights, like, if if the philosophy isn't doing it for you, at least you'd hope that the big mech beat-ups would be kind of neat to mat- to make up for it. And they just become less and less interesting yeah. as it goes. It's just the, 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 like, cat robot thing that Soya pilots really only ends up having one string to its bow, <laughs> which is a type of, pu- which is a big punch. He, he just, and then, yeah, I have a big hammer. <laughs> In my larger robot forms, it's a larger hammer. That is it. <laughs> Pretty much, so it's just amount. It just amounts to punching. Like even the, it's like even the like Generalissimo's like dog-ish robot has it starts out with the, it starts out with like a punch, but then he also has like, he also has the gate thing, which then gets jettisoned after that uh, fight and is never used again. And then he just also ends up with a big punch. Right, like they're just like, it, uh, stop! Like we we don't need to write robot fights anymore. We're just going to keep having them for some reason. Yeah, it. There's not enough. the The philosophy is kind of shallow. the The fights themselves aren't all that interesting. The aesthetics are kind of broken, and the cast, while there's definitely some interesting stuff that starts at the beginning, is it just doesn't carry the rest of the way to the show. No, like I think one of the biggest problems in the show was that, in a way, it felt too short. Like, Soya goes to mm. school and like joins a club, and there's people there, but then we spend almost no time there, either at school or the club. Like, there's the main cast of paladins who are all supposed to be sort of different, interesting people, but, like, they, none of them even get an episode to themselves, like, possibly with, with two of them accepted that, like, get most of an episode to themselves. Like, there's no time for anything in the show to really get developed. Everything felt rushed. Uh, I never really developed an emotional connection to anyone. Like, Nezia, this, this guy who gets sealed early on, comes back at the end of the show, and it's sort of like, oh, yeah! It's that one guy from that one episode for like five minutes. He's mm-hmm. he's back. I guess we're supposed to we're supposed to care. Be happy about this? Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. other moments they squander like what could have been an amazing moment. See, at one point the whole earth gets sealed, so everyone's in their little dream world. And we see a lot of scenes of these random earthlings. We don't get that for any of the core characters, like Sensei, who's the cat, Ginko, the the maid person, or Nozo, who's like the, the main character's like sort of love interest. These are like some of the core cast. They all get sealed. They're sitting in the same room same, at this yeah, point. Room. Like everyone's in the same place. And it's a moment we could easily cut from one to the other. Tailor made to give us insight into these characters and what their dreams and desires are, and we don't do it. 
Like, I don't know why we don't do it, but like, this was your chance to get me to understand these characters better. And you just blew, you didn't do anything with it. Why? That just, that bothered me quite a bit. Let me tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll steal that thunder to get to a really huge oh, the thunder. plot. I know. <laughs> so, uh, to get to a really huge piece for me, besides the the tonal inconsistencies, uh, this show was always firing a gun it never loaded, and by that I mean it was constantly calling upon me to give it emotion without earning it. And this this actually got to a point where it really kind of made me a little bit angry. And and that's that's strange because it wasn't just you know passively doing it; it was almost just angrily, like aggressively doing it. Like, oh, don't you feel something for Soya really early on? Like ep ep two. I mean, we're talking breakneck pace of this show. It was like ep two or, or something. He he gets his memories back, his amnesiac, and he gets his memories back, and he's just like, oh. I gotta destroy all the paladins. But all we get is like this minute flashback of, of his like planet burning or like the town he lives in burning. I don't I even know say. if they show us that. I don't think they showed us anything. He's just suddenly like, Rah, it's the dragon, I gotta kill him all and you're like, What? Okay. Yeah, they don't They don't show that until a little later. Yeah, okay. like we have no so context. He's just, he just kind of like gets his memories back and he's like, Oh, I know. They're using the power of the dragon, and that means they all gotta go. And what I was I supposed to get behind his plight? None of the paladins ever had any personality. You could have, you know, swapped them out for anybody, and I would have been like, okay, really? Like, was I supposed to put my emotional weight behind that? Sometimes they acted like it towards the end, like, oh, let's all, you know, be sad when the old guy might die. Let's all, like, be concerned because, you know, Yosuke and, and Benika have a story. Let's all feel bad because of that one episode with the guy's mom who dies in the fire. Like, guys, you don't get to fire that gun until you're properly loaded. Or, like, let's, you know, get behind Sensei's plight to save all of humans. Like, every time they were just firing this gun. And I was like... No, at the very end, like the dragon was, was by far the most egregious example. It's they, they go into the dragon, which is a city in it. Don't even ask. Mm. And and they meet the dragon who looks like, you know, cousin it. And they're like, hey, dragon, thanks for, you know, saving my people, says says Ginkgo or whatever. She's Ginko, a space the, princess, the, the, did the, you know? The, the cat, the the cat made Gothic Lolita girl, who to her credit was less annoying than that combination of words. Yeah, would she's make it she's seem. fine. Sure, she's yeah, she's fine. She just goes, "Thank you for saving my people," because the Cerusians were attacking me. Although I don't really agree with the way you did it, you know, Omnicide. you know, genociding them and all. <laughs> yeah, you know, killing off that whole race was a bad naughty naughty. But uh, that that happens, and the dragon goes, "That's great." falls out like falls into the the pit and i was like was i supposed to feel something was was that what was that hello and like this whole time it's just screaming the show is screaming for me to get behind soya or screaming for me to get behind its concept it's you you don't get to have that without giving me any sort of context behind these people and why they matter and holy holy wow and you had that chance because the psychological ceiling of these people was the most fascinating part, given that it's a, I mean, gigantic ripoff of Childhood's End, all the way down to the names of the, you know, the cat and the dog, Corellin and Rashaveric. I mean, you just straight up ripping from from Childhood's End. At least 
play into your strength, which was every time that that one of the paladins would fly into this big thing in the sky, like this phrase would pop up on the screen when they broke it. And like Dan said, it was some sort of emotional pain they were dealing with. It was like the, I am proud of you. Like the first guy, I think, uh, who lost his mom. He went off to be a firefighter because he lost his mother in a fire. And he's just like, I couldn't save you though, which, which makes me pathetic. And it's something along the lines of like, I am proud of you. Or like, you are strong. Or like, do not be afraid. It's, it's these little phrases that like, you would say to yourself to try and get through this psychological pain you're feeling. And I loved, I loved that concept. Yeah. Any of these could have been really moving. And there were moments where I felt like genuinely sympathetic towards these characters. The the first guy, um, the firefighter probably being the, the most. Sure. He had the most like powerful one, especially that's a great way to kick everything off as to what these, these, giant things in the sky these nebula weapons are, are doing and i love the idea of this as a whole like the idea because anything worth having is worth struggling for and the show kind of treating it like when when the earth gets sealed and everybody's living this beautiful dream they no longer have to fight for anything that's what it means to seal yourself is is to not ever have to try hard again to never face adversity and that makes you weak and that stops your growth i mean what a what an amazing concept to use it was really really great and for the show to throw all that out and then be constantly yelling for me to feel something for these people who have you know enough emotional weight to fill a thimble i i am not going to get behind that i'm not going to be deceived and you have not earned that hmm yeah it's good it's a very good point like they definitely they definitely didn't there isn't enough time for any of these guys which is also kind of unfortunate because, in a way, at least at the beginning of the show, I appreciated that they were moving at a pretty quick pace. Um, yeah, we, we didn't, a lot we didn't of have, shows... like, a filler thing, and he fought one enemy per week for seven weeks and then fought the boss. Like, right, we like, moved episode pretty quick. One, episode one, we established, like, what he's going to do. He's going to wait for them to fight the, you know, to fight these sealing uh, objects, and then he's going to steal the power of whoever's the weakest at that time. And, you know, so that's the that's the rhythm we think we're going to get into. But at the end of episode two, all of the other paladins are wise to this. They know what the, they know what's going on and show up and are like, hey, you stepped into the wrong neighborhood, kid. And so that was that was neat. That was cool. It's like, oh, we are we are accelerating this into like mid boss territory really fast. And that could have been neat. It's like, oh, maybe they're going to have to like, you know, f deal with each other and understand each other and then, you know, face the big bad together like way earlier than we expect. Again, cool idea, could have worked out, but uh, again, the characters and the and the the characters and the emotions that they're trying to push just don't I don't feel like it carries it over the finish line and that is that is, it's it's more disappointing than anything else. But to your point, Dan, what was the finish line? Like, did uh, did they, we learn they kept push, to? They kept love? pushing it back. Is the problem right? Did we did we learn to love? We didn't seal off the humans. Does that mean we're still growing and we are dangerous? Yeah, everyone's, where, where everyone's going to become psychics. Like that's certainly finish happening. Finish line. The finish line became the dragon at some point. Like, we got to beat up the dragon, and then we did. And, oh, the show's over. Like, did we resolve all those other problems? Nah. Hey, hey, no, we didn't. A space-time storm beat it up, okay? We pushed it into we a hole. We pushed it into a hole, and then a space-time <laughs> storm killed it. Yeah, like, what the heck, guys? Uh, 
Did he die? I thought the, didn't the other guy sort he, of imply he that implied he, like, that the guy uh, dying allowed his whatever he he joined the other people of paradise wherever they exist now in their their plane of existence. So he's which is which is some kind of like race that has evolved beyond not just the needs for physical bodies, but are essentially like some kind of transdimensional god race. And the dragon was once one of them before he let his like anger and and like overdeveloped sense of justice consume him and turn him into this weapon that the. Uh, that the Galactic Federation or whoever they are keep around just in case they really need to mess someone up. Yeah, that's what I you was know. saying. To your point, I was like, how do we let it get this bad? Like, at one point, they show <laughs> sort of a topographic map. Like, there's a little guy trapped in there, right? And there's, like, these these layers of color they add around him that are like, this is how we got to being a dragon. And I was like, guys, how do we let it get this bad? Were we just not paying attention? By the time he got to like ring three, the green one, you weren't like, this looks kind of bad. <laughs> we're guess we're stuck with a giant space dragon now. Might as well make use of it. Right. Like they never really had a good plan over there. Those, those guys. Scott, uh, don't you want to talk about the power of love? I, I actually have a, I have a different thing though, uh, before we get there, like, and this, this might be kind of a long, but I think there was, a battle between the guy making the creative part of the show, like the part we liked, and then some suit from management. So I pictured this poor creative guy. He's like, oh, this is it. This is the big episode. Benica's tragic, hard-hitting, ripped-from-the-headlines backstory gets revealed, and it's going to be, like, really emotional. Then the suit guy's like, yeah, that's great, uh, but you haven't had a Hot Springs episode yet, and you need to have one. So do that now. But, but sir, this is an emotionally traumatizing memory for the character. I, d I don't think a hot springs... Jenkins, do the hot spring, or else. And, like, <laughs> we get this, 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 this girl's tragic backstory where her mentor was killed by a kid who, like, who got a hold of a gun while she's sitting in a hot springs trying to explain it to the dog. Like, how, how did this happen? And then again, the same thing happens. So Soya has just killed a person and watched him dissipate into dust. He is coming through yeah, the like feelings. Not intentionally either. And it's sure, like, and like he's, he didn't know this was going to happen. So it's even more traumatizing. Right, he's coming through these feelings of completing his revenge, which is, you know, as hollow as always. His, his girlfriend, Nozo, is standing up for him to the other aliens like, hey, he's done enough. And then the suit walks in. Uh, so we got these characters at a school, but there's no romance or etchy stuff going on. Have someone go after the main character. Uh, sir, this isn't really that kind of show. Jenkins, I'll tell you what kind of show it is. One that sells. <laughs> now have that green-haired girl try and seduce him. S sir, she's an adult woman from space. He's a high school kid they've never even met. So have her- Who's also from space. Right, so have her transform into a high school girl. Do I have to explain everything? And so Shiraishi decides, for like two episodes and no more, to try and seduce Soyo while transformed to be half her age, in the middle of what should have been a pivotal and transformational moment for him. Like, you know what the best? What part are you of doing is, both times? At, at one point, someone sees Shiraishi in Torai, right? Sees Shiraishi and goes, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> what and she you? goes, "Ah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, right, like for my disguise." <laughs> How did this happen? It's like as soon as it's like as soon as the creative director was able to check that box that he was required to check, he had another better character point out that no, this is dumb and weird. Stop that! Right, like every time you thought there was going to be something dramatic. Like, something stupid and cliche happened. It was like, what are you doing? Uh, all right. I've said my piece on that. What else you guys got? I think that really covered covered mine. I I just, uh, the show is so full of 
interesting ideas. It had interesting ideas in the soup. It never picked one, and then it just settled for, let's fight the dragon, which was upsetting at the at the end. So, just really quick, we haven't mentioned anything good about this show. <laughs> like, is, is there anything uh, good I anyone mean, wants to toss out? The fast pacing, as Dan mentioned at the beginning, was a good thing for this show that ultimately ended up being a bad thing pretty much everything yeah everything is one of those deals where this is good or interesting in concept but in execution it falls flat or doesn't live up to its potential and those are in some ways the most frustrating shows because there are shows where it's like okay there may be a kernel of a good idea in here but at the end of the day this is just dumb and bad and i can accept that that if someone just wants to make schlock they can make schlock and they can make it profitable but when you have truly interesting ideas that you can't grasp, like, I, I guess I'd rather have something fail due to overambition than to underambition. But in this case, I'm just sort of disappointed. And that's a shame because, again, I really liked where they started off. I liked the foot that they that they kicked out first and then it just stumbled afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think I, I kind of liked the you know the relationship between the main character and uh, his love interest like they were pretty okay oh yeah that was, was handled Nozo remarkably. was so cute was, she was like, so deserving it, yeah. of a better show it was nice watching them <laughs> I was like oh look at them like that's yeah. nice they're supportive they kind of like like she actually opens up about her feelings for him you know yeah it takes a little while but at the end but at the end how rare is that to see that you know to see that come up and then to see them, you know, sticking together later on after a like dramatic time skip. It was, eh, I don't know. That, that part was, was handled pretty, pretty and well. Like, I guess the relationship between Soya and Ginko and Sensei, like they sort of dealt with it early on where Soya's like, Hey, are you guys just using me for, to, to fight for you? Like who, like, who are you people? Uh, but they eventually like sort of drew closer in the first half. I would say it was handled pretty well by the end. It didn't matter at all, but I thought they did a decent job there at the beginning showing that you know they were they were all they were all on the same team for different reasons but they you know they were family after a sense yeah they kind of pulled together it was it was, it was pretty good so i guess that might be the the end of the pretty short list of things that i liked that works for me i i didn't even think of a lot of those things so good job <laughs> <laughs> they're all true i just i i didn't come up with them off the top of my head either Hmm. Man, anime needs to start being longer again. Some shows do need a little that. more time. This is one of them. Come on. Yeah, I am torn on that because on the one hand, I'm of the opinion that if you can't tell at least a decent, a complete, if you can't tell a complete story within 13 episodes, you probably shouldn't be in the business. But the thing is, is that you can tell the first part of a larger story and make it a complete arc in and of itself. And rather than rushing and crushing everything into 13 because you're so desperate to get your ideas on paper because you know that this thing could be canceled after the first season and you'll never get another shot. Like, it's it's a tough balancing act, and I, you know, I feel bad for anyone who's stuck in the middle of that race. Yeah, that's tricky. And also feel bad for anybody that needs to put hot springs and stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. T take that, the suit. The suit. You are just the worst. Jenkins, I'm rooting for you, man. I hope you get like a show where you have a little more creative control. Mm-hmm. And I really do hope that uh, that the folks behind the writing of this 
do get a chance to develop their you know develop their storytelling chops a little bit more so that maybe next time they'll be able to formulate more complete and well-rounded philosophies around each of their characters and that we'll be able to see what they can do when they can sort of focus on some of these deeper and really cool ideas and actually take them all the way so here's you know again i wish the creative team the best and i hope that they uh i hope that they have another chance in the future i would leave it to you guys to watch the next one <laughs> to watch how it goes. such a show <laughs> <laughs> i think i think this was just not my thing, and I wish it was, because they had some really neat stuff in here. Ideas count for a lot, but execution is everything in the end. So, yeah. Well, we're going to uh, wrap up for now, I believe, and unless there's anything uh, last minute that you guys feel the need to raise. Brendan, do you have any parting words for the show that you chose? I mean, I don't recommend it. I don't know That's a good point. I don't recommend it. seeing the show. I guess I would, I would end there. I don't know. I guess I didn't feel as strongly about it as you guys did, I guess. Would you recommend it in the end to a for a person to watch? I mean, kind of. Hmm. All right. Qualified recommendations. Brendan's got a recommendation. We say no. What do you got, Dan? Uh, I, I'm sort of a take it or leave it. Like, again, interesting ideas. Maybe they go a little bit farther for you than they did for me. Um, but I wouldn't go out of my way. There's better, there's better shows in terms of goofiness and like the whole space campy opera thingy. If you want it, I just think that, uh, you can find most everything that this show is selling somewhere else. Hmm. All right. So like a half vote hmm. and a half vote makes a whole vote. So together, I think Dan and Brenda are saying, out of four. <laughs> maybe, maybe check it out. Here's hoping that we uh, find something next uh, next time that uh, we're all a little more positive on, but we'll find out when uh, the fall season begins. So until then, hope you guys have a uh, good rest of your anime viewing season, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>